Hello, welcome back to the podcast and happy new year. It is the 12th of January, so it feels a little bit late to be saying that now, but this is my first week back um, after Christmas, so I've been saying that to all my clients this week and yeah, it just feels like the dumb thing when you see people for the first time in the new year, right? Uh, I love the Christmas, apart from being a bit ill over Christmas itself, but the first week in Jan, I went to Portugal with um, my mum and we had a lovely chilled out week. Um, it's not exactly like super sunny and hot there, but that's, we're just going for a change of scenery and just some nice food, some nice relaxed times. Uh, so yeah, I'm really proud of myself in that it's like, I had other holidays this year that felt really good, but this holiday this year felt so good in terms of my mindset towards it around moving, around eating, around drinking. I just felt like I struck a really good balance. I still went to the gym in the mornings, but I did a really light session. When I say I went to the gym, it was like 40 minutes and I didn't push to failure on anything. I just wanted to, I just genuinely just wanted to move my body and feel in a routine. Um, we did lots of steps every day, we did lots of nice walking and I didn't have, we didn't have like bottles of wine with every meal, we had a glass and that felt fine and then we might have gone back and had a cocktail and that also felt fine and I don't know if it's a combination with obviously around Christmas there's a lot of overindulgence um, so by the time it got to that stage I was just ready to feel a little bit more normal or if it's just because I feel in a really good and happy place in my body and I'm just quite aware now what works for me and what I need to do in order to feel my best. Because um, I know in holidays in the past, yeah, it's absolutely great to give my body rest from the gym and try different foods and things like that. But very often I'll like get real dips in the holiday <laughs> and I'll just like, wake up a bit tired, a bit grumpy one day, and I know it's because I'm out of my normal routine, um, and I don't need to live the rest of my life in a routine, but having, just doing the things that make my body feel good works for me on a normal week and a week that I'm on holiday, and maybe it's a maturity thing, maybe it's just from having worked so much on getting more in tune with that this last year that I'm at that place, um, so yeah, and not that it not that it is a huge, makes a massive difference, but I don't, I hadn't weighed myself since like, pfft, I don't know, maybe September last year or something. And I've had a holiday, I was in Greece for then, I had my birthday in November, I had Jack's birthday in October, I had Christmas, had this holiday, and my weight's like less than it was then. Um, and it just, it just reaffirms everything that so much of maintaining your weight and even losing weight comes down to your mindset and attitudes around food and that's a little bit about what this podcast is about and it's about I called it don't make this mistake in January and it's essentially don't do what everyone does in January and completely um 180 your habits and your diet I'm completely 100% on board for having a good January health kick, especially when we've been overindulging a lot at Christmas perhaps, we're feeling a bit sluggish in ourselves, you know what, we feel like we might have put on some extra weight at Christmas and ultimately it's a bit pishy outside so we want to feel a little bit better inside, right? And 
I am completely on board with people using January as a way to kickstart their year off to a really good start. What I'm more so on board with is people who create habits this month that last them into February. I think that's a much more positive outcome than having one month where you're really stringent and then it just goes to shit for the rest 11 months of the year. Which is why I think people go completely balls to the wall in January and they feel great but after a while they start missing normal life like you know once it's a long month we don't get paid till the end of the month but when we do we're probably going to want to socialize a little bit more because the weather's been pretty miserable and we want a little bit more (laughs) more highlights in our week and then when we go out more there's going to be more foods available that we haven't been giving ourselves we have a drink for the first time it probably goes straight to our heads and makes us be like whoop so we have more drinks and and I'm not saying (laughs) if you're doing dry January that's the wrong decision (laughs) I am definitely gonna have a fairly dry January after getting back from holiday but what I am saying is as much as it could feel like you're you're not half arsing, but as much as you could feel like I could do more at this time of year, e.g. I could do more gym sessions, I could be more strict with the foods that I allow myself to eat, that might not actually be the best approach for you in terms of longevity. Because we all know if you have a fat loss goal, if your goal is related to your body composition in terms of you're wanting to tone up, what's going to get you there is more the length of time you've had the skin in the game, depending on the amount of skin in the game you've had over a shorter period of time. So by that I mean, if you can stick to the diet or the habits or the routine for a longer period of time, that's what's gonna get you results because as we all know, fat loss doesn't happen overnight and changing your body shape by building muscle certainly doesn't happen overnight. So essentially what can you or what kind of I don't want to say red flags um can you look out for but a few things that I've had from coaching over the years and ultimately it's the 12th of January now so I might be a little bit late to this but is the idea of making sure there's no Christmas foods left in the house before January so you can start with a clean slate and ultimately this is not a Christmas thing isn't it if you've got weddings birthdays or whatever You're going to have food in the house at one point that you sometimes think, right, I can't have this food in the house from Monday because I need to start being quote-unquote good from then. That's a little bit of a red flag in that you're giving this food power over you in that you don't trust yourself and this food has this almost hold over you that it's calling your name from the cupboards and that side of things. And that's probably ultimately a little indication that maybe you are restricting too much in the week. Back to that classic cycle of being quote-unquote good Monday to Friday and then come the weekend you're tired, you're craving, so you go maybe too overboard and then it's pulling the reins back in on Monday again. It's a very similar thing. One thing that so resounded with me and changed my mindset on this because you might be thinking to this listening to this and thinking oh I hate food waste like the last thing I'd want to do especially food so expensive nowadays is want to see any of that food go to waste so of course I'm going to eat it if it's a food that can be frozen freeze it 
And I guarantee you, it won't have so much of an urge over you that you need to wait for it to be defrosted if you're having that like in the moment decision, like I'm gonna eat that thing. And then you know, well, I've got to put it in the oven or I've got to defrost it in the microwave. And it's not wasting it and it's, and it's putting it in the freezer, right? If it's things like chocolates and stuff, the chances are they aren't gonna go out of date, right? But that's a classic, feeling like I just can't have it in the cupboards or else I will have it. But with the, the food waste one, one thing I heard was, ultimately, if it's something that would either go in the bin or be eaten by you, are you essentially treating yourself like a bin? <laughs> and I know that sounds so silly, but that really resounded with me, so I'm not sure if it'll resound with anyone else, but like, why is that food so important that it would counteract my goals, which might be just either weight loss or just eating at maintenance, you know, giving my body the food it needs and any more than that actually makes it uncomfortable or perhaps I could have had something else that would have served my body better. Why is that like, why is that better than putting it in the bin? Um, I don't know if that resounds with anyone else, but it just really resounded with me. So food waste, if it's only a little bit, if you got what you enjoyed out of that food, putting a portion of it to the bin is honestly not the end of the world and as I say I hate waste but that's a switch that's really changed with me and will continue to do so for the rest of this year and often when you're thinking about eating your meals a bit more mindfully you're perhaps getting to the end and you're realizing you're quite full now but there's only a few forkfuls left oh I may as well eat them trust me leaving those few forkfuls on your plate is, is liberating and I don't know if this sounds daft and if you haven't had these weird things around food before this may sound daft to you but for anyone who has to finish a plate perhaps when you were younger you're always told well if you don't you don't do clean your plate you won't get dessert that was something I got a few times then like just leaving being like no I'm content with that and even it's the smallest bit of food that's left as it's just yeah, it just feels really liberating, as, as silly as that could sound to some people. Um, but with the chocolates in the cupboard kind of thing, I've got chocolates in the cupboard left over from Christmas. And the difference is, I don't cut out chocolate day to day. Like, I will have chocolate every day, but I will have a moment where I actually really enjoy it. So, for example, one of my clients, um, Pauline, had made up this like amazing dark chocolate bark that had um, bits of like kind of nuts in it and fruit in it on some pieces and then Biscoff and Biscoff spread in the other pieces. And literally she gave me that mid-December, like a month ago now. And I always have dark chocolate in my oats every morning. And I've just been having a bit of that in my oats every morning. And it, because that's where I enjoy it the most. I wouldn't enjoy it as much just kind of like sitting and grabbing it out of the cupboard and eating it standing up for the sake of eating it. I know that's like a little ritual and a habit ultimately that I've built for myself. I had a few other little kind of truffly things and I essentially just told myself like, I will have those when I'm sitting down with a cup of tea because that's when I enjoy them the most. And that's when I'm likely to eat them most mindfully rather than like, grabbing them when I'm in the middle of work or grabbing them on my way out the door and um, just a little snack it's if I'm gonna have them I'm gonna have them with a nice cup of tea and I'm gonna be sitting down 
no TV, no scrolling on my phone and just really enjoying the taste of it. And this is just about introducing more mindful eating habits into your toolbox this January if you have a goal of weight loss or you have a goal of changing your body composition in any way. So I hope that's helpful in terms of maybe switching up your mindset a bit, giving some tips on essentially how to kind of counteract some of those feelings of if the food's in the house, then I just need to eat it. But I also referenced there, cutting out things completely is never the best option. And it always gives those foods that you're cutting out that kind of big red button approach. Now this is where kind of calorie counting can be useful for some people as it can make them see that, oh, I can still be eating an amount of calories that makes me lose body fat, but within that, I can still have things in, that I enjoy. And that can be a really pivotal change in someone's mindset when they do that. If you're on the end of the spectrum where actually you don't feel like calorie counting is for you and it makes you feel uneasy knowing those numbers behind things, then realistically, if you were having a few bits of chocolate each day, a few sweets each day, even if you're going out for cake and coffee once a week, it's very unlikely that it's gonna throw things off kilter completely in terms of your fat loss results. If you're having a lot, a lot of these kind of higher processed foods, the chances are they're gonna be higher in calories and therefore it will be tougher for you to lose weight. But as with everything, it's about incorporating it in amounts that feels like you're still getting joy out of the foods you eat, but not going overboard with things. And that's why it's useful to include these foods when you've just had a meal perhaps and you're not feeling hungry because the majority of the time we're likely to overeat on things when we are hungry and could actually just do with a substantial meal to fill us up. It's a habit and we do it when we're bored, things like watching TV. Or it's our go-to soothing strategy when we are feeling emotions that we find uncomfortable. And the thing is just slapping on a amount of calories to eat every day or deciding I'm gonna go on a diet, none of those things address these kind of habits around food. And as much as I don't wanna complicate um, everyone's goals and targets this year, if that is your goal, often just having a bit more awareness around these things as well as pursuing your fat loss or your body composition goals can be so, so useful. It's not something that has to be done before you lose weight. You don't have to be in a place where you have no little reliance on food to soothe your stress. That's completely normal and it will happen from time to time. But it's about thinking about the way we act around foods and our habits around foods and actually looking to get curious about them and think about how we react to them rather than saying, oh, tomorrow I'm just gonna not eat that at all. I need to, I need to get it out of the house. I'm gonna eat it all tonight so that I don't even have to think about it being there tomorrow because even though it's not in the house, you're gonna see it on a menu somewhere. You're gonna see it on the shelf at the supermarket. You're never gonna be able to avoid these foods forever. So just getting more curious about your habits around your food and really think, you know what, I've been trying to lose weight for a while or in the past it's been something that I've really wanted to pursue but potentially what kind of nutritional things 
do I do on a day-to-day basis that is likely to be the thing that's tripping me up the most? And I'm sure most of you will have some idea of what that is. And sometimes cutting it out, for example, if you're always snacking in front of the TV, cutting it out is a tough way to go about it. But could you swap those crisps or that chocolate for grapes? And it's still calories and it's still snacking, but you're going to get fuller a lot quicker on those probably for less amount of calories and then perhaps you just maybe actually have a herbal tea or a hot chocolate before you go to bed and that cuts down even further and then you'll maybe find you know what actually I'm not really that hungry I I can wait for breakfast so my task to you is just get more curious about how you think about food and just question it a little bit more rather than just say but that's how I am and that's how I've always been Because if you tell yourself that that's going to be the barrier to you making these changes with your nutrition that give you long-lasting results rather than just a health kick at the start of the year. So let's build our self-awareness as well as promoting healthy habits going into 2023. And I guarantee that'll make you in a much better place by the end of the year than just kind of winging it in January and just going for the standard diet exercise hard. I'm hoping you're all having a lovely January so far. If you are Brighton based, I still have some spaces in Stronger, which is my group PT um, program. I run four classes per week on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursday evenings and they're with a maximum of six other ladies in the class and we do deadlifts, we do squats, we do bench press. The goal is ultimately getting stronger but it's programmed in a way that'll help you build your fitness and ultimately build some muscle as well in these sessions. So if you've joined the gym and perhaps you really want to do some free weights but still seems a bit intimidating, this is such a supportive atmosphere to do it and it's honestly was the best thing I did last year was start these group training because so many of the women I've met through it are just so different and (laughs) compared to when their first session compared to now they're confident with the bar they're lifting double the weights they were to start with and it's just a really nice supportive group of people to be around so shoot me a dm on instagram it's josephine christie underscore or head to my website it's josephinechristiefitness.com and there's a contact me box on there. I would love to hear from you and any thoughts on the podcast are always, always appreciated and have a nice rest of your week, everyone.